Hello, everybody. Brian Sussman Show. News and views you won't hear anywhere else. The hot talk. It's not a job. It's a calling. I'm just thinking of all the things I used to say during my radio show in San Francisco to kick things off. All true, by the way. It was the hot talk in San Francisco, and it is the hot talk of the Internet. And, of course, it's not a job. (laughs) It's a calling. It's a calling. I'm going to step back and look at some things we talked about earlier this week, a couple challenges for you, and then I want to get into propaganda, one of my favorite topics, because the world is filled with propaganda. Propaganda. I challenged you earlier this week to start making your bed. New Year's resolution. Just first thing in the morning, just make your bed. It's something that I started some years ago. And it's a real help. There's a great, there's a couple internet videos about this, but the one that I'm thinking about has to do with this guy who's a Navy SEAL. And I talked about him earlier in this week. And uh, this Navy, Navy SEAL is just all about, listen, this is what we do in the military. First thing, you make your bed. Now, in the military, they play by a whole different rule book. But for us, the idea is if you make your bed, it just seems to start your day off right. It's an accomplishment. Right off the bat, you have made an accomplishment. You've done something. You don't have to make it like those guys in the military, but just make your bed. It's a sense of accomplishment. But let's continue with this. It encourages you to keep the rest of your room tidy. When the bed looks great, suddenly you're looking around saying, whoa, well, how about this, that, and the other? And then oftentimes it spills over into the rest of the house. Make your bed. It leads to better productivity leads to better productivity. In other words, you've started something, you've done a task, you've completed it. Now let's move on to other tasks as well. Four, it does lower your stress and improves your mood. You make that bed and things things just start going in the right direction throughout the course of the day. And then how about this? It's it's kind of touchy-feely, but it just looks better. It just feels better. Make your bed. So that was my first challenge. My second challenge was this. End your day on your knees. End your day on your knees. What am I talking about? Prayer. This is a habit that I got into probably six months ago. And I know it's just, it's just a position. You're just taking a position. But there's something about that position that is so humbling. And if you're like me, you know, I'm a little older. Uh, I've had several knee operations. It's not the most comfortable position in the world, quite frankly. So when I'm on my knees, it's, it's really taking some effort. I get on my knees. I take a position of humility. And then I just begin praying, Abba, thank you so much for this day. Now, why do I say Abba? Well, that's, that's the Hebrew term for father. It, it's even a familiar term, Jesus, uh, even a familiar for a word, daddy. Daddy, father, God in heaven, king of the universe, thank you for this day. And you know what? Even when the day hasn't gone the way you anticipated it to go, even when there's been Bad news. Listen, I've gotten on my knees when there's been a bad a day of bad news. I mean, really bad news. 
And what do I pray Pray at that moment in time? I, Lord, thank you for the breath in my lungs. I mean, if nothing else, I can always say thank you for giving me breath. Thank you for giving me a heartbeat. Thank you, thank you for giving me the ability to think between my own two ears. So that's some, and you know what? The prayer can last five seconds. The prayer can last five minutes. Whatever, whatever you're compelled to, to do. But I'm just telling you, it's a great way to end your day. So we got start the day, make your bed, end the day with some prayer. Okay, I got some other things for you here. A couple facts. These are facts. This is real news. This is not crap news. It's real news. Uh, we have uh, people on the left and their media lapdogs cranking up the virus and the fear-mongering regarding the virus. And they're telling us about all the people who have lost their lives because of COVID. And yes, there have been many people who have lost their lives to this version of the flu. There's no question about that. It's, it's undeniable. However, I'm just going to mention this to you. It's not comfortable, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Leading cause of deaths in 2021. The list has just come out from World, Worldometer, the Worldometer. It's real news. It's not fake news. Worldometer. Let me just take a little sip of my beverage here. Thank you. Uh, leading killer. Abortion. 42.6 million people. In 2020, 20, in 2021, 42.6 million people. Uh, this is, listen, I've, could I have done more in this particular area? Yes, I could have done more. Um, what have my wife done to try participate in the end of that particular gruesome procedure? Uh, well, we've given money to some great organizations. But uh, we did adopt three kids. We did adopt three kids. We did what we could do. Uh, we were called to that, by the way. I don't just, I don't tell you, go, go out and adopt some kids. It's, you know what? It's a calling. <laughs> it's a calling. You, you, have to, you have to know what you're getting into before you get into something like adoption. I'm just telling you, I love my kids dearly. Wouldn't trade them for the world. They're, they're all adults now. Uh, one of my favorite, one of my, one of my favorite things on the planet. I was just thinking about this yesterday. One of my sons, gosh, one of my sons is he's six three. He must weigh, I don't know. I'm just guessing two two twenty two forty. He's a he's. Really, I'm not. I am not a big person. I'm, really, I'm I'm your basic. I think now I've shrunk an inch. I'm probably five eight and like one one sixty five. I'm not a big person, but I love it when we're in public places and the occasion is, is there for us to hug. You know, I, I see my son. I haven't seen him for a while. I give him a big hug. And here's this. People, people are looking, okay, what's, what's this? Here's this big guy and, and he's not white. And I, I'm your average white guy. He's this big non-white guy giving a, a very passionate hug to this old little white man. <laughs> I love it. That's my son with whom I'm well pleased. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful, I mean, that's just one of the, the little things that comes with adoption. You, you really don't know what you're getting. 
but <laughs> you don't know what that little baby package is going to turn out to be. But it's, it's what we did. This number just slays me. 42.6 million leading cause of death in 2021. Second leading cause of death, cancer, 8.2 million. Gosh, I mean, with, with all the cancer facilities and hospitals dedicated to cancer, this, that, and the other, it's, look at this, 8.2 million people. 5 million because of smoking-related deaths. 5 million smoking-related deaths. My gosh, if, if the media... The left and their lapdogs in the media would just focus on smoking as much as they focused on the coronavirus. Five million smoking-related deaths. Now, in terms of coronavirus, it's hard to tell how many people have actually died from this flu. The alleged number is 3.5 million. 3.5 million. The problem is so many who have died had comorbidities, comorbidities. Most of the comorbidities involved being grossly overweight. Others involved uh, lung issues, like, for example, asthma. Some people who died of COVID actually were very, very sick with cancer. So it's hard to really drill down to that number. But for the sake of numbers, 3.5 million coronavirus. 1.3 million car accidents. Gosh, if people would just pay attention, right? Right? You're on the road. How many times have you seen this? You're on the road and some idiot. Uh, gotta be, you got to be careful. I'm, I'm telling you, you got to be careful. These are, these are deadly weapons when in the wrong hands. Car accidents. And how many times have you just been minding your own business and had a narrow escape, proving your, your day is not... Your number's not up yet. Just, man, if I would have been 100 feet ahead, 100 yards ahead, if I would have been in the other lane. Whew! And then it kind of reminds me of that uh, nephew of mine where his girl with, girlfriend was, no, he was saying, uh, boy, I don't know, this could be a rough year, 2022. I just about I started to get out of my car, and if I would have gotten out of my car and gotten a little farther onto the pavement, boom, I would have gotten hit by this idiot who had swerved into the bike lane. I wish I was uh, next, and I was parked next to that. I mean, he said, this could be a bad year. And then his girlfriend said, no, 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 you don't get it. This is going to be a great year. <laughs> you missed dying. And then sadly, this is a number that's uh, increased. I know this because my daughter's a psychotherapist and she's had a couple clients who've lost children to this. It's suicide, suicide, 1 million suicides in 2021. How much of that is because of these ridiculous COVID lockdowns, et cetera? Just awful. But I say all that and I want to remind you of a wonderful Psalm of David. This is Psalm 139. And it reminds me of the, uh, the uh, number of abortions, 42.6 million abortions. Great psalm. This is written by David. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know me when I sit down. You know me when I get up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You scrutinize my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, Lord, you know it all. Now, that's, that's the living God. 
That's the living God. That's not just a God you wear around your neck. Okay, that's, that's not a good luck charm. This is the living God. Knows my thoughts from far away. Scrutinize my path and my lying down. When I'm up and around and I'm walking, you're with me. When I'm lying down, you're with me. You're acquainted with all my ways. Friends, it doesn't matter what you're going through right now. Some listening are having the, the best day ever. Some listening are just riding high on top of the world. And some of you, you're in the crapper, right? Second time in this podcast I've used the word crap. I could have said something else. But, you know, your finances are just wrecked. You've got heartache because of this person or that person. You've lost someone special. Uh, the, the COVID situation has caused you to lose your job. You've got family members who think you're an idiot and a hateful germ spreader because you won't take the vaccine, whatever it may be. Friends, friends, God is for you. He's not against you. Lean into him. Lean into him. Lean on me. Lean into him. You've encircled me behind and in front. You placed your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I can't comprehend it. Listen, I can't comprehend the love of God. I can't comprehend the ways of God. All these years of being a follower, I, I, I know this much. If you could see my index finger and my, and my thumb, they're just about touching. That's how much I know. Where can I go from your spirit, the psalm says, or where can I flee from your presence? You can't. If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you were there. That's the place where dead people go before uh, they enter the kingdom of God. That's what David was referring to. If I take up the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will take hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the light around me will be night, even darkness is not dark to you. Darkness is not dark to him and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. Okay, before I get into the key passage, I just want to expound on that. If you're going through a rough time or you know somebody who's going through a rough time, and let me take another sip of this coffee. If you're going through a rough time or you know somebody who's going through a rough time, remember this. People who are in depression, it's dark all around them. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? I've been there a couple times in my life. I couldn't, I couldn't see it was so dark. I couldn't see. But you know, if you were to put yourself in a completely pitch black room, pitch black, can't see a doggone thing. If somebody was across, let's say it's a warehouse. It's a warehouse, it's pitch black. And somebody on the other side of the warehouse was with you. And they had a little pen light, just a, the most minuscule pen light you could imagine if they were to shine that light, they don't even have to shine it at you. They could just shine it towards the ceiling. Even in that darkness, you would see a little light. And guess what? As you walk closer to the light, the light grows brighter and brighter and brighter and takes up a larger perspective in your field of vision. 
And let's say you continue walking till that little pen light is held right before your eyes. Then at that moment, suddenly it's as if the whole room were illuminated. That's how it is with God. You got to lean into him. You got to move forward to him. Now, here's the, here's the key part of this verse regarding the 42.6 million for you created my innermost parts. See, this is one of why some of us are so passionate about this issue, friends. This is in the Bible. For you, God, created my innermost parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you because I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Oh, come on, friends. Look at these bodies. And, and it doesn't matter how old you are or how messed up your body is. When you get into the innards of that body, it is awesome. It is wonderfully made. You can take all these geniuses in the Silicon Valley. They can't make anything like it. Oh, they can try with artificial intelligence, but come on. Wonderful are your works, David says. My soul knows it very well. That means my, my innermost being knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. You were made in secret. You were made inside that womb. And skillfully formed in the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my formless substance. And in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. How precious are your thoughts for me, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Well, let's continue. I'm just going to finish this off. If you would put the wicked to death, O God, leave me, you men of bloodshed, for they speak against you wickedly, and your enemies take your name in vain. And they do. And they do. Again, I'm just, I'm, I'm hearkening back to all these people at the World Economic Forum and all these all these elites around the world and all these uh, arrogant people in the Silicon Valley not all, but many, 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 especially many at the top. They take the Lord's name in vain. They think those who believe in God are fools. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord? Do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with the utmost hatred. They have become my enemy. This is a tough one to unpack, and maybe we'll do that on another day. But that's what the Word says. That's what David's saying. Because he was a man who was hated. Oh, was he hated. There were people who would never forgive him for the sins he committed. And that's the beautiful thing, friends. I, I really want to make this point. I didn't plan on going there this long. I'm looking at the clock. My gosh, we're 19 minutes into this already. But, but here's my point. There's so much other stuff I wanted to cover. But here's, here's my point. Uh, it doesn't matter what you've done it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter the sins you've committed. And they may have been huge. God is able to forgive you and give you another chance. Now, there will be some people on the planet who will never give you another chance. They didn't give David another chance. They looked at his many sins. And even though God had forgiven him, people wouldn't do it. And, and these were his enemies. David concludes by saying, Search me, God, know my heart. Put me to the test and know my anxious thoughts and see if there is any 
hurtful way in me and lead me to the everlasting way. Woo, okay, powerful, powerful stuff. So where do we go from here? Well, <laughs> how do I segue into propaganda? <laughs> okay, I'm, I, I may just save this for tomorrow. I think I might just save this for tomorrow. But then maybe again I won't. Okay, I, I'll save some of it tomorrow. I want to get into some of the news of the day. So here's Pasaki, Pasaki, the president's spokesperson. Uh, she is, she's, what she does is public relations. She's doing public relations on behalf of the White House. That's what those press conferences are all about. It's public relations. I think everyone can handle that term, public relations. What you have to realize is, uh, not that many decades ago, public relations was synonymous with propaganda. Propaganda was not uh, a bad word. It was Joseph Goebbels of the uh, Nazi regime that made it a bad word because he was the minister of propaganda, the minister of public relations. But public relations and propaganda are, are the same thing. It's the same thing. So I'm over at CNS News right now, CNS, CyberNewsService.com, uh, and Pisaki says that uh, Biden is going to say this regarding January 6th. He's saying it's an event that strengthened our democracy and united the country. Now, that's, that's propaganda. She's taking this event to this event that has resulted in people being imprisoned against their will with no trial thus far, some of whom I don't, I think there are a couple people who have been imprisoned who have not even had ch formal charges brought forward. This is the event that brought barbed wire encircling the entire Capitol building these were all, this is all propaganda to say that those who are Trump followers are, are bad people working against our democracy. That's, they, there was a crisis. And again, anytime you want to put forward a new platform, you need a crisis. A crisis is required. That's in, in, the, in the book, the playbook of propaganda. So she's saying that Biden is going to say that the January 6th event, quote, will strengthen our democracy and unite the country or strengthened our democracy and united the country. He's going to say apparently one or the other. But they take crises and use those things as an opportunity to put forward the message. Now, Joe Biden hasn't strengthened this democracy. I mean, you look at how many people have, uh, have lost their jobs because of government mandates. You look at the price of gas at the pump, and you can see those stickers being placed on, on the pump. You know, let's go Biden. Let's go Brandon, I should say. This is, the country has not been united, but she's, they're going to whip up sentiment to make you believe that January 6th has actually strengthened our democracy and united the country. 
So that's, that's one headline I'm just looking at here at, at CNS News. Here's another. Psaki's saying, we would not agree that the U.S. has lost control of COVID. She was asked, has the U.S. lost control of COVID? In the press conference yesterday, she said, we would not agree. Well, I would agree that the U.S. has lost control over this. Because what you're seeing is people who were vaccinated and thought they were bulletproof, they're getting a variation of COVID. It's a shock. What you're seeing is in states like, like Florida, which have, don't have mandates, uh, there's, there's no spike in COVID. What you're seeing in places like Israel, which is apparently one of the most vaccinated countries on the planet, they're getting COVID. Now that's Israel. Let's talk about the United States. You're seeing people getting COVID after getting the shot and getting a booster shot, etc. And people are scratching their heads saying, what in the beep is going on here? Yes, the United States has lost control. Fauci says one thing one day and one thing the next. We have lost control. We have lost control. Here's another another uh, headline at CNS News. Biden wants to, in his words, eviscerate the Senate. Well, just because you can't get the Senate to do your deeds in terms of what you want to put forward with the economy... That means you want to eviscerate it. We have these three branches of government for a reason. So in the world of propaganda, you take a lie and you just keep repeating it. Just keep repeating it. We need to eviscerate the Senate, eviscerate the Senate, eviscerate the Senate, eviscerate the Senate. And suddenly you get skulls full of mush that start believing it. We haven't lost control of COVID. We haven't lost control of COVID. We haven't lost control of COVID. And suddenly people say, well, we haven't lost control of COVID. No way. January 6th, strengthen our democracy. It's united the country. Strengthen, united, strengthen, united, strengthen, united. And people began to believe it. So these are some of the stories in the news that, that make us believe, make us feel as if we're being played like a cheap fiddle. But all that said, all that said, let's go back to hope, not fear. Brand new year, hope, not fear. That's the theme this week. Brand new year, hope, not fear. One, God loves you enough to make fear obsolete. It's true. Bible tells us there is no fear in love. When we realize how perfectly God loves us, fear is cast out. I'm not going forward in fear. I'm going forward in faith. How about you? Two, God is at hand. God is at hand. He doesn't say to be anxious for nothing, just for nothing. He tells us to be anxious for nothing and put our trust and faith in him. And three, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Outside time, outside space, outside any boundary, God knows the end from the beginning. And he knows how all the pieces fit. We can't see it. We can't see it. The puzzle's a mess right now. But he uses each detail and sets each broken piece together in one day if he so chooses to do so. So let's hang in there. Let's hang in there. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your listenership so much. Tomorrow we're going to talk more about propaganda. I promise you in the next episode 
of the Another Chance podcast. This is episode 96, correct? God bless you. And please, God, have mercy on the United States of America.